hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is John. My name is Caitlin, and here we go again. Yeah, I think we did this bit before. I yeah, apologize. It's not the first time. Was that too loud when I said register earlier? It was. Earlier? Did you see me get nervous? Yeah, I saw you kind of kind of freak out. Do you yeah. want me to say it again, but quieter? No, it's okay. Okay, great, great. And we're off and running. We are running. Um, what do we do now? <laughs> okay. Well, we don't really have any uh, fresh reviews for everybody, so I we guess... We do have one that somebody... Uh, Someone send you one? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sorry. Let's when, go for it. I know we just had a whole conversation off camera about how we didn't have any reviews, but we do have at least one. Um, and I apologize if there were more than one, but I'm not very good at this. About a Twitter? At, at Twitter. I was actually That's, just It talking. feels like you're like you're really good at Twitter. No, I went out yesterday with people and I was saying how it's my dream to have a, a tweet go viral. But sometimes I tweet things and I'm like, why am I only getting nine likes on this? This is nine likes. Oh my god, I wish. (laughs) I'm not even joking. Like I truly wish. I never, I never get likes. Okay, so this is from I believe Jay Petrie. Love this podcast. John and Caitlin have such great chemistry together. While they can sometimes go a little off topic with other shows, they this can often stem from connections they're making from what's happening in Riverdale, whether that be plot details or cast and crew, which I applaud. They really know their stuff and clearly love the show. However, they also don't hold back when it comes to pointing out things that just don't add up, which is a perfect balance for for this enjoyable, but sometimes hard to, hard to take serious show. <laughs> Was almost four stars... Because John spoiled Scream for me, but I'll, let, uh. yeah, but I'll let that slide since I should have watched that movie years ago. Currently going back and listening to all the old episodes while I'm looking for the newest one um, as it's released. And so looking forward to catching the origin of Hiram Land. Thank you, Jay. Sorry about Scream. No, okay. The real talk, though. When, when is it okay to, like... Talk about that kind of stuff from a movie. Well, you know what's interesting? The people who are... I don't know how old Jay is, and maybe... Um, oh, it says Jay is 19. Oh. So I could see if you're young, and I think 19 is very young, um, If you, ha- you probably haven't seen Scream yet. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like when it comes to somebody who's like, if you're 40 and you don't know the ending of Scream and you care enough about the ending of Scream, you should have yeah. seen Scream by now. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because it's like that came out when you were alive. Okay. I mean, I guess Scream probably came out when he was alive too, but he Maybe, but not when he was old enough to watch a movie like Scream. Right, exactly. 1999. Maybe not. When did 1999 happen? 20 years ago, (laughs) Kalen. (laughs) So, he wasn't even born. No, it was also 1997. Alright. You're right, he wasn't alive. He wasn't alive. Sorry, guys, that's Stella. She's very upset. So anyway, thank you, Jay. You should really watch Scream. I realized that you were not alive when it came out. I was pretty young as well. You might still enjoy it, even if you know that thing. I think you absolutely will still enjoy it, and you absolutely need to see it for Skeet Ulrich. Over the weekend, I saw Us in theaters. Did you like it? I thought it was great. Cool. Uh, It deeply unsettled me to my core. Yeah. But I also, in the first scene, kind of figured out uh, a major kind of turn or twist. I know what you're talking about. In it. I felt the same way. And that didn't hurt the experience for me. It meant I was now looking for stuff that could prove it the entire movie. In and and I like it's like I was watching it for the second time the first time. Interesting. For me, um 
what I do now in movies because I'm not allowed to talk in movies. Oh. Um, if I have a generally, idea, if you're seeing in theaters, you shouldn't do that. I don't think that's a hard rule. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, <laughs> I, I don't talk in movies, you guys. Actually, I have a story about how I got into my only physical altercation with someone over talking in a movie. That, I know this one. Yeah, yes. it is crazy. I basically somebody pulled my hair because I told them to stop talking in the movie, Dear John. She also almost shoved me down a very long staircase. Hey, can't. I mean, come on. That was Dear John. It was Dear John. You the, can't just like... Yeah, exactly. Come on. It was a movie. Um, it was definitely a movie. It happens. It was in theaters and everything. Exactly. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, oh, so in the movies, if I know a twist or I'm going to predict a twist, what I do is I write it down on the phone. I may have done that when we saw a I'm sorry, room. you're pulling your phone out while we're watching the movie? just the Notes app. But, it's, like, your, your, your screen lights up? Uh, no. <laughs> it's very diff. Why am I going to movies with you? I don't know, but I think I did that in Escape Room, and I was wrong, actually. Hey, tell us about the titles for this episode. Okay, well, John texted me earlier this week saying, so, just so you know, you're going to have to look up the raid because uh, they... They changed the title from The Master, which is a Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman movie, to um, to The Raid. And I have a theory, though it's not confirmed, about why they may have done this. Okay. The Master is famously about um, L. Ron Hubbard, or not? It's not. It's not about him. But many people. It's about Scientology, right? Many, well, it's not. Many oh. people think that it is based on Scientology. I don't actually know if uh, Paul Thomas Anderson confirmed that the master is about Scientology, but there is a lot of stuff in this episode that is very similar in some ways to Scientology. For example, the auditing where you sit down with someone, you talk with them, they record things. That's a very similar idea um, from Scientology. So my thought is that perhaps they wanted to separate... Um, separate any comparisons to Scientology. Uh, Scientology is famously pretty litigious. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that is what happened. I don't know, but that's just my theory. Um, so The Raid... The Raid is a 2011 film. Um, it's an Indonesian action thriller. And um, it showcases a traditional Indonesian martial art. Um, call it Pinkak Silat. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I doubt I am. Um, but yeah, so that's The Raid. That movie is awesome, by the way. The Raid? Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. so can you speak to it a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, the Raid is about... <laughs> such a funny description you just did. Yeah. It has this martial art <laughs> called... Uh, the Raid is a... I've uh, never seen it, clearly. The Raid, the Raid is a really cool action movie where it's about a, uh, uh, like a police squad... Who goes into this, um, this tenant building in Indonesia to take out a drug cartel that is basically, you know, running the building? Oh, and there's so, a lot of innocent yeah. people who live there too. So like they try to sneak up, but then they get caught, and there's firefights. And the main guy is this uh, this guy named Iko Uwais, who's like one of the big names in martial arts right now. And there's like so I, there was martial arts. Yeah, there. yeah. It's a, there's a ton of like awesome fight scenes in Just it. Just as Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, they even did a sequel, uh, The Raid 2, and then those guys now keep getting cast in, like, big action movies, and they were even in, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, like, the three main guys from The Raid, 
and they're like they're like the one crew that Han Solo talks to who don't speak English. Oh, that's funny. And it's kind of like they get wasted in that movie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, um, it's really cool. It uh, it's a great double feature with um, the the Judge Dredd that came out like a couple years ago because it's basically the same plot. It's like police taking taking an apartment building. I don't know that movie. Oh, well. I have a serious blind spot for any action movies I know. It's yeah, bad. and this is like very much a like a martial arts action movie. It sounds cool. Though. So like, if you ever want to sit back and just watch like a ton of really good fight scenes, this it's it's a, it's a good movie to put on. Really simple setup, and they just fight up the building. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The raid redemption. What do we do now, John? Uh, I usually talk about who wrote this episode. Well, John, who wrote this episode? Oh, let me tell you. Yes, written by... that's the idea. <laughs> All right, get off my case. Okay. It was written by Greg Murray. Greg Murray uh, only has three credits on IMDb, and they're all episodes of Riverdale. So his first episode was uh, Chapter 24, The Wrestler. Second episode was Chapter 40, The Great Escape, which is, hey... My favorite episode. Oh my god. And uh, chapter 52, this one, The Raid. What is The Great Escape again? That was one where Archie got out of prison. Oh, and that's your favorite, favorite episode? I really, I thought that episode was amazing. Oh, with the motorcycle and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. a cool episode. Yeah. That was the one where, where Jughead almost figured out they were in a show. Almost, but not quite. So close. Uh, it was directed by Pamela Rom... <clears throat> Pamela, Pamela Romanowski. Uh, this is her second episode of Riverdale. Uh, she also did The Great Escape. Oh my god. Yeah, wild. That's cool. And uh, I think, yeah, it's her, uh, she's only ever done, this is like her second TV credit also. She's done a bunch of short films or her own films. Well, The Adderall Diaries, that was the other one she did. We talked about her before, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's, uh, that's that. Do you want to do you want to jump into this episode? And more importantly, where do you want to jump into this episode? We can go with Jughead and Archie because they their plot's kind of hang out with each other. Uh, we can go into Veronica's, or we can go into uh, Betty and Cheryl's tag team. Let's do Archie and Jughead first. Get that out of the way. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a, it's a big chunk of things. So, in the high school, in the middle of the night, the Southside Serpents run a training drill. Yeah, thought that was a little weird. Do they not have guns? Do they not have, like, facilities for this? Also, they're teenagers. They probably shouldn't have guns. They should not have guns. They shouldn't be cops either. <laughs> also true. There's so many reasons. This gang used to be scary and full of adults. And now it's uh, teens in leather jackets enforcing the law. Yeah, there used to They've be... They've kind of devolved. There used to be adults in this... Yeah. Yeah. Are there... No. No. They're all gone. Weird. It's, it's mainly just Sweet Pea and Fangs, honestly. Tall was creepy, though. I think we're like... Yeah, no, the creepiest one was that old lady who was like, Betty, you gotta do this sexy dance if your boyfriend's gonna be in this <laughs> That was weird. But you know what? Betty did earn her stripes. Yeah. She did do the sexy dance. She did dance the sexy dance. To Gary Jules' version of Mad World? Thanks. Is it Gary Jules who sings that song? Thanks, show. Yeah. Or no, he sings Hallelujah? Who does that? Oh, dude, I don't know. I think it's Gary Jules who sings Mad World. It's actually a Tears for Fears uh, cover, I believe, which I didn't know until kind of recently. Hmm. Well, they fail. Yeah. Um, someone gets in Tom Keller's, uh, sights, which actually, when you think about it, it's kind of foreshadowing because they have to dodge bullets later. Oh, hey. Um, then, uh, back at the Jones house, FP tells the family that the deputies found their old trailer burned down with evidence of a drug lab inside. <laughs> 
I can't believe how bad of a mom Gladys is. <laughs> like, it's actually, I shouldn't be that surprised as no parent on Riverdale loves their child. Like, at all. At all. Right. Except for Fred. And, and FP. And FP. FP does love his kid, but he also did some very bad things. Yeah, yeah, but he's really come around lately. He can love me. Do you think he's atoned enough? Um, I for, don't know. for locking the child in that basement? Here's the thing. And then hiding the body? Here's the thing. I love FP. FP is probably my favorite character. <laughs> like, I think I realized this recently. I was like, oh, no, FP is the greatest. He's having a very good character um, arc overall. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. FP's crimes are, like, the lowest crimes. If you take Fred and Mary Andrews out of the equation. Right. Um, oh, Mary Andrews. I know. Let's hope. But My shining light. If you take them out of the equation, FP's crimes are, like, barely crimes. Yeah. So... I don't know. <laughs> like, I think, you know, I think that's a problem. I've said it before. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're living in a world where you can just serial murder people and you're still not the worst parent in Riverdale. Right. Right. Like, that's fine. Oh, Hal? <laughs> yeah, that Hal's not the worst parent. 100%. And no. he's murdered multiple people. I personally. Penelope probably is the worst parent, actually. Just bad at raising children. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's got a pretty bad success rate. Right. True. Edgar might be the best dad, actually. He really encourages his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I love Evelyn. Like, I stan Evelyn ever and ever. Oh. I do. Truly, okay. 100%. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that one. No, I'm in, I'm hoping. I, I think I think she'll stick around. I think that the farm is No matter is what happens with the bad. farm. The farm uh, is not that bad. Oh. I'm, okay? That's okay. all I'm saying. But we'll get there. Uh, so... <clears throat> I do like that Gladys is like, what's this town coming to? <laughs> like, yeah. she and Jughead are both like, oh, I know, it's just crazy out there. No yeah. idea what could, this could be about. And then she, when Jelly Bean uh, and, and FP leave, they're like, listen, you. <laughs> I like that she has her feet up with her socks on the couch, and it's like, nah, yeah. I'm not a drug lord. I don't have a job, and yet somehow I'm bringing in money to buy a house. I bought this house. <laughs> so crazy. I have no interest in I'll be here all day. <laughs> yeah, no. She, she threateningly grabs Jughead by the hat, you know, his most prized possession. She's a terrible mom in person. Like, don't cross me again. Like, I like her because she's fun. But, man, she is terrible. So Jughead, like, is stopping by Archie's house to raid Archie's pantry because his own house doesn't have enough food for him because he's Jughead. Because he's Jughead or because his mom is starving him out? (laughs) What do you think? Well, now I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Is it a character choice? She locks the guys. But he he, he fills Archie in on his plan. He's going to shut down all the G&G dealers and uh, then stop the cook, who is Kurtz. He's in high school, by the way. Kurtz? Let's just say... I think Kurtz only came to high school when he was part of that (laughs) gang. He's like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Bye. I'm 26. (laughs) Um, Well, like, that's the thing I don't really understand. Yeah, do they see him in the halls? If fizzle rocks are meth, which is what it kind of seems like, because they keep saying fizzle heads, which I can assume is meth. No, it's clearly just candy. Like, they're just... It's just sugar? Kids in this town are on an only pops diet. So, like, any sugar under the system that's not in a milkshake, they're like, what's happening? What's going on? It freaks them out. It pops in my mouth. (laughs) But it pops in my mouth. This is crazy. (laughs) What do you think, though? Like, I mean, imagine if somebody was like, okay, we're going to go track down a bunch of meth dealers... There's also, I'm not loving how Jughead is turning into, like, a police state advocate. Yeah, like, it's weird. It's, it is weird. Listen, it's always been weird that the outsider character was, like, put in charge of people. Right, yes. And now is, like, the law. 
when all he really wants to do is hang out in his booth and write his stupid book. <laughs> Are you saying that you think the book is stupid? The book's gone, the music's gone. Both of Archie and, and Jughead's defining interests are like, nah, they're not really your character anymore. Right. You run a gang and you box, I guess? You own a boxing gym. Yeah, you own a boxing gym. <laughs> that's your character now. Jughead's house is fully decorated. Where did, like, that's also a lot of money. Oh, I just assumed that those were all the pennies. <laughs> oh, did they just leave the decorations? Yeah, that's what I assumed. Okay, but Archie's gym is also fully decorated. Like, he has an office set up I now. assume that um, Hiram gave him access to his Amazon Prime account and was like, <laughs> you have at it, I almost killed you. Archie just texted Hiram and be like, hey, you almost killed me like three more times. Like, all right, what do you need? What can I buy off to, to be like, we're cool now? It's so funny how cool Hiram wants to be with Archie. It's weird. It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's because he's in love with Archie. I mean, we know. Archie was in love with Hiram. And then Hiram was like, whatever. And then, but Hiram only loves what he can't have. So uh, when Archie's like, we're done, Hiram was like, you don't break up with me. <laughs> I break up with you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's what happened with all the murder. That's why he tried to kill him. Uh, anyway, Archie gets a call from Mad Dog over at Leopold and Loeb. I love Mad the Dog. What, did we know he was alive? So we've never addressed how he's not dead. Okay. They they were like, he's dead. And then episodes <laughs> later, like, you're fighting him. And now it's just like, hey, uh, we're getting sent to Hiram Land. Oh, my God. So Mad Dog, still as buff as ever, should be illegal. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mad Dog doesn't want to go to Hiram Land. Because who does? But his family wouldn't answer when he calls. So he turned to Archie for help. With him and Baby Teeth and Thumper and the rest. Did we have to name them Baby Teeth and Thumper? Well, we we knew their names from way back when. No, but like, did we have to? Like, just uh, Baby Teeth is the worst nickname ever. Yeah. You could give anyone. Yeah. A terrible nickname. <laughs> it's not a great nickname. The fact that he embraces it, I hate. Yeah. Does like, did his adult teeth never grow in? Is that what's going on here? Is that why he's well, called Baby Teeth? How old were you when you lost your last tooth? I do not remember. I it was old. like remember either was it like third grade maybe oh wait really i was supposed to be like 14 no i can't i I truly cannot remember that's the last time i remember having a loose tooth for me i think it's either eight or 14 so i'm not sure wow yeah i i don't i don't know dude guys it's truly gone from memory right how old were you that was the worst time too when you just be eating something you're like ah my tooth and suddenly you have to like carefully eat you know what? This is gonna sound really fucked up, but like I kind of miss it because now if one of my teeth are loose, that's a you're problem. Like, yeah, you're like oh no. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I don't, I haven't been to the dentist in a while. Oh, I went recently, and they're like, "You're doing well," which was I've never felt more elated than when yeah. a dentist was like, "You're doing good work." I was like, oh, "Finally!" My dentist has never. I miss the dentist for a very long time and went back and be like, can we fix this? No, that's Can fine. this be saved? And they were like, you're doing well. Yeah. Well, no, like it took a while to get there. And then they're like, now you're doing well. Do you go to a dentist in LA? Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about that after. Great. I need one. Great. <laughs> uh, so Veronica visits Archie's gym. It's weird that they're just hanging out now. Yeah, they, There's a whole lot of weirdness in their yeah. relationship, but um, he asked her to help him save the kids from L and L and she's like, oh, we should speak with Governor Dooley. He's here for the grand opening of Hiram Land. Yes. So she tricks him into, it's like, <laughs> you're meeting with my dad. No, you're not. This is my ex-boyfriend, Archie Andrews. I love that she introduced him as ex-boyfriend, not friend, or right. this is Archie Andrews. It's, this is my ex-boyfriend. So you feel extra uncomfortable. Yeah, this is weird thing. for all of us. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Archie's like, if you, if you don't release my friends, I'm going to go to every paper in the tri-state area. 
and tell them about the illegal fight ring that you were at. So here's my question. Great. Why didn't you do this first? Right. Or ever? Why not just do this? Yes. Instead of using yeah. it for leverage, you could have shut down Leopold and Loeb without it being like, and we're sending them to Hiram Land. Right. There's so many reasons why you should have reported Should have been the first thing you do. And especially now that Hiram's like pretty chill with him. Yeah. It just seems like a do this. Right. Also, Tri-Area, does that confirm that this is in New York State? Um, I don't think it really confirms it because I think they're still going to keep that a mystery. Right. But, but yeah, I think we can assume that this is upstate New York. Yeah. That's my thought. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sweet Pea drops by the comic book shop to ask for some fizzle rocks. It's a really small comic book shop. It's weird because everybody knows he's a Southside Serpent because they make it extremely obvious. He's got that tattoo on his neck. Yeah, and yet... I guess it's not public knowledge that they're, you know, the law now. Right. Um, But, yeah. They interrogate Mm. the uh, comic book drug dealer. Yeah, there's a lot of drug dealers in this town. I do like Cole's performance here. It's like, hey, remember me? And then pulls out the knife. Like, I think he's doing great work. I think Cole Sprouse is a good actor. I agree. I've decided that. So they're like, where are the drugs coming from? And uh, he's like, oh, if you see gargoyles on wires, that's, oh, you, a, that's did, a drug stop. You didn't think about that earlier when you noticed all those yeah. gargoyles? Have we not? Been, has this been a thing? I, has, has there been, been a, a kid thing. going around and be like, hey, have you guys noticed all the gargoyles on like wires around here? Uh, probably means nothing. Yeah, Let's that's, move on. That's not like a and g thing. Oh, my God. If you see anything with gargoyles, you should be nervous because that's not a normal thing. I don't know why the gargoyles still have a place in this universe, but I guess we're gonna keep yeah, going to Yeah, okay. The G&G plot is in, like, a very weird spot. Yes. Because by the end of this episode, they're like, and now the Nightmare Gargoyle King stuff is back. But for a while, it's just like, they're just drug dealers? They're just another gang. Right. And, like, we don't need I thought more. we figured out last season that gangs weren't interesting. I am going to say gangs are still not interesting in this universe. I'm sure there is a universe where gangs are fascinating subjects. Right. This is not the universe um, because I feel like the stakes are very low. Yeah. Our, our Like nothing bad happens, right. really. Even the drugs, I mean, obviously Fizzle Rocks are connected to the G&G game. They make you see things, but it's not even like everyone's overdosing on Fizzle Rocks. Right. And you know what I think the problem is? And this is my theory on it. Drugs and, like, for example, the opioid epidemic, that's, like, a very serious, very real thing that America is going through. I'm sure many other countries as well. Um, You can't really make it that dark. Or not dark, but you can't really make it so realistic because then it gets kind of, like, heavy and it's not really the tone of the show. It gets, like, a little bit too authentic. So what you have to do is you have to kind of create something sort of silly like Fizzle Rocks which don't really, it's like the stakes are just very low. Like what's the worst thing that's going to happen if everyone is on Fizzle Rocks, if they're not connected to the G&G game? Right. So that's the thing. It's like G&G, the game is dangerous, but we don't really know why. So in order to make it, to, in order for it, the show to give us a reason why G&G is dangerous, they incorporated this Fizzle Rock. So now it's like drugs and G&G go hand in right, hand. But G&G was... It was scarier when it wasn't about the drugs driving exactly, it. Exactly. When it right. was just this game kind of gets in your head. But I like, think that, that they, was interesting. I think they realized that that's not a believable story because it's not. Because how many times have I been like, John, how D and D can't possibly be this fun? Right. 
Like, it's not this fun. You're not wrong. I think I think they had thought of something clever actually in the last episode that the same writer mm-hmm. did. When Jughead was talking about how it's connected to the town and all of that, like, if you start to just see elements of the game in your life, it kind of makes sense for it to become a little bit more like, yes. no, nah, man, this is kind of real, though. Right. Like, that's cool. But to be like, nah, man, you're just high. <laughs> you're just super high, and the game's fun while you do it. Like, right. game enhancement is kind of like saying, I have to be on drugs to play D&D. Right. And, like, that's not. That's actually, it, it makes G&G less scary. And it puts more onto the drugs. And then we're just doing the same thing we did last season. When we, when we introduced, when they introduced the Southside Serpents in season one, it was to show that, like, there are different classes in this town. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a huge division between them. Almost like building to a Veronica Mars-esque class warfare thing that they, that they were, I think, attempting to explore at the start of season two. Yes. And then they folded all those kids into the same high school. And now they're just the kids who wear leather jackets to school every day. And, and instead of, of instead of telling a kind of like deeper story about class division in this in like a suburban town, it's instead there's also gang warfare going on in this town. But it's very in a small town. Literal. There have been like five different gangs. Right. And yet, like certain things just don't make sense to me because it's like, for example, Archie in season one got very mad at Jughead when he realized that Jughead's dad was a Southside serpent. Right. But that... But then by the end of season two, they're all wearing the jackets. That could just be like, oh, this is an arc. No, no, I think it's more just to me that it's like, it felt like, it feels like the gangs were very much woven into the fabric of Riverdale. Mm -hmm. And now they feel very separate. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, the gang stuff is like, it never impacts Betty's investigation into the farm. Right. The fact the farm and the gangs don't intersect in any way. Unless they do, and I'm confused. and Or maybe we just... it's Yeah, we'll talk about that once we get to Cheryl's plot. So, Mad Dog and Baby Teeth grab burgers with Archie at Pops. Baby Teeth. I think Baby Teeth is like, man, I can eat these burgers forever. Which is good, because it's the only kind of food you can get in this town. Oh, sad though for Baby Teeth. Uh, Mad Dog's going to find his family, but a lot of people have nowhere to go. And Archie's like, oh, don't worry. I have a large space. So he invites them all to live at his gym with him. Do you think there are showers at the gym? Probably, right? Most gyms, I think. Yeah. I feel like if it's been closed for a while, the plumbing might need to get looked at. I was also thinking that. I was Unless like, Hiram threw that in with the uh, with the place. It's like the bathroom is actually sparkling clean and like newly renovated, but everything else is like a shithole. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is Tom Keller. He's, uh, I guess he works here. He has nothing <laughs> else going on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hang out with your son? Tom's like, nah, my son doesn't have plots. <laughs> no. Well, he does this year. This year, he's in a cult. Yeah, great. Uh, I remember now you're either in a cult or you're in a gang. <laughs> Jughead and the Serpents make pros- progress against the Gargoyles, shutting down a bunch of spots. And then they're like, hey, Jughead, you want to come to the last one personally? He's like, heck yeah. yeah. So they go down there and they stop a, stop a sale and the guy who's buying is like, Fuck man, I'm an actual cop. <laughs> and then FB jumps out of a jumps out of a truck like two feet away. He's like, "What are you doing, boy?" No, this is how I think FB talks. Boy, 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 <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Then walks away. Boy. I think his point was made. Boy, boy, boy. boy. Yeah, he boy, just... <laughs> boy, boy. He just says "boy" as many times in different affects until he eventually gets his point across. We get straight from there to FP like. Tearing into Jughead at home. Glad's come down and be like, 
hey, you're yelling in the house, what's going on? And I agree, this is a conversation that you should have had at the police station and not the home. It is weird when, like, two characters were in a separate location having a fight and then are in a completely different location right. and then picking up at the exact same I have same to imagine moment. during the commercial break they had a very awkward drive home together. Yeah, and then it's like, no, I'm going to Can we talk off. about it now? No, wait until we get in the house. <laughs> Uh, Gladys, Gladys pushes FP to shut down the deputy program and he considers it. I like, I like that that's her move. Yeah, that's smart. Because yeah. Gladys is pretty smart. She's a good player. She's a bad person, though. Yes, we, she can be to both those things. We don't stand. Uh, Archie boxes with Mad Dog at the gym when Elio shows up. So why are you here, Elio? He's definitely in love with Veronica, and he's like, waiting to talk to Archie. Maybe Veronica would be here. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's not. Oh wow, look at the abs on that guy. No, she's he, she's not. So I have to find an excuse to be here. <laughs> I will force people to. I fight. bought that other gym, so I have excuses to be around. Have you seen Veronica today? It's <laughs> like kind of a psychopath. What if he's like villain of season four? I don't think this show will ever do I, child. Sorry, uh, I don't want to see. Ne- I don't want to say never, but it feels like the show doesn't want to do child villains. Child villains. It really wants to have it be a generational thing. That way, all the kids can be on a team together against Fair. the adults. My favorite thing, though, is if we have a spinoff called Elio Child Villain, <laughs> and I'm waiting for it. Now. It's a CW Seed series. It's so good. It's gonna be great. Uh, Elio is like, anyone want a boxing manager? Anyone want to, uh, box? Cash money? Anybody. What? And I was just like, get out of here, Elio. Go get a real show. Go on back to your CWC <laughs> series. Child villain. <laughs> Child villain. Uh, that, I don't really get it. Like, I don't get why Elio is making his money with small town bets on small town boxing. Yeah. Inmates. I wonder if, like... Elio's like the middle child. <laughs> he needs something. And like his family's all crime lords and his older brother's like, I'm going to sell drugs. And his younger <laughs> brother's like, I'm going to sell thugs. Like, I'm going to rent out <laughs> services for protection. You know what I mean? <laughs> Elio, quote, quote. And Elio's <laughs> like, gambling? He needed to say something fast. Uh, 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 boxing manager. <laughs> <laughs> what does like, that like mean, it was, Elio? It was just after the whole family saw Creed and he was like, wait, I got it. <laughs> What if I made people fight each other for money? For money. But then I also had to rent out a small people gym. People might die. I had to rent out a small gym dead, in a small dead, town. Dead, 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 Can I go to Riverdale? Dead. <laughs> Love me back. Oh, poor Elio. So Mad Dog tells Archie that uh, his grandma and brother are, building in, are living in an apartment building taken over by the gargoyles. How selling, many gargoyles are there? How could they take over a whole apartment building? Enough. And, but not too many. <laughs> the amount of abs that 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 Mad Dog has. Okay. Less than that. Well, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Duh. Okay. <clears throat> so, Archie, uh, Archie's like, well, we're gonna get him out. Like, we're gonna get my grandmother out. No, that would be hard. We're gonna defeat <laughs> every single gargoyle instead. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you could just rent this woman in another apartment. Right, that right. That seems easier. You know, talk to your rich ex-girlfriend and get an Airbnb somewhere. Uh, what is it, a Sharebnb? A Sharebnb. Yeah, which yeah. is a better name, I think, for an Airbnb. It it actually makes more sense than Airbnb. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's a reason why it's called Airbnb, and I'm sure someone's tweeted at us about it before, but I forget now. So Archie relays this information to Jughead, and they're like, cool. Your team and my team, we're going to work together. We're going to take these guys out. And at one point, they're like, should we tell FP? And he's like, no, that's the worst idea. And I'm like, but... No, it's not. Tell FP everything. This doesn't have anything to do with 
your thing earlier. In fact, the problem was you weren't talking to him, so like communication with him more would actually be helpful right now. I don't think Jeff is <clears> a great leader, though. It's really dumb, uh, the decision he makes here. But it does lead to a very thrilling uh, sequence. I really like the raid sequence. Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, oh, would you like to hear about it? Yeah, because I'm not sure so, why you were thrilled. Oh, because it was really awesome. Just kidding, I just had a total blackout moment where I don't remember what happens in this episode. <laughs> so the boxes and serpents gather, uh, and they kind of sneak into this apartment building and go up the stairs really, really quiet-like so they can hit everything at once. There's a woman who like opens her door, and they're like, go back inside, and we know she's good because she has a little thing written on her door that says, not my president. Uh, <laughs> on some of the higher floors, there's like you know the the symbols for the for the G and G guys on it, and then like a gargoyle spots them, and he pulls a gun. Surprise! Guns are there, but they know how to dodge guns because Tom Keller, I guess. Um, anyway, it's very hard to dodge guns. Uh, so then fighting starts on every floor, and the camera does this cool move where it like moves up floor by floor to show gargoyles like jumping through the doors and like attacking the very cool the boxers and the serpents is this in the raid does this happen in the raid it's similar it's similar to what happens in the raid is it it's like a condensed version of the raid I wonder why they call this episode the raid and not the master then I mean the master originally I think because they wanted to promise people that it's a farm episode interesting you're probably right that they were like doesn't seem very heavy on because like the biggest thing that happens in this episode is the farm stuff Yes. Like, this is, very... this is, like, the set piece in it, but, like, what Betty finds out in this episode is... It's fascinating. Is, like, monumental. Yes. Yes. So, <clears throat> uh, Jughead, Jughead beats up a gargoyle with a fire extinguisher, the one with the gun. He, like, sprays him in the face and then hits him over the head. More gargoyles appear. It's, like, him, Archie, and Mad Dog. Mad Dog's like, I'll fight him off. I got more abs than there are guys. And then, like, runs in and punches them all. And then... Jughead and Archie, like, get into the main room where, yes, they find materials to cook drugs. Are we going to burn these, too? Because it seems to be our only move at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, like, Kurtz appears, but Jughead saves Archie from getting killed by Kurtz. There's guns in the room. It's very scary. So they capture Kurtz. Archie helps Mad Dog defeat the last of the gargoyles. Also, like, kind of cool shot. Like, they're using boxing kills to yeah. take on these guys. And then... Jughead, like, goes down the stairs with Kurtz, and Kurtz is like, I'm ready to ascend, are you? And they pushes them both out the window. That was awesome. Which, like, I don't know how many stories up they are, but, like... You would absolutely break your back. Yeah. 100% Uh, would happen. Jughead's pretty messed up. And then Kurtz starts running off, and then Archie's there immediately? That's not possible. I know, He was just three stories up. Neither is falling out the window like that. And, and, like, sends him after Kurtz, but obviously they don't catch Kurtz. Yeah. So that's that whole sequence. It was pretty cool. I thought it was really slick, really well directed, good good stuff. Uh, so Jughead goes home and yells at Gladys for using guns. Yes. She's like, well, maybe stop getting in my way. It was fucked up that you almost killed your son. I, it, not you, John. You didn't almost kill your son. Gladys. What That's the right. fuck? That's the thing. I don't really understand. Like, do the parents of Riverdale love their children? Because, honestly, it's kind of strange how many parents truly do not care yeah. Like, not even like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were going to be. Like, why wasn't Gladys like, I didn't know you were going to be there, Jughead. I thought you were going to be somewhere. Like, no, you clearly hate your son. Like, you clearly, like, if he dies, you're not going to be sad. He is your firstborn child. He has pretty much only done chill things by her, too, except for the burning of the drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess. He, he's not a bad person. Like, I don't really understand why she... It's strange to me that she is, like, a mother who really does not 
give a fuck about her kid at all. Even, like, the Lodges. I mean, they did messed up stuff, but family is everything to them, John. Family is everything. Oh, my God. I have so many thoughts on that. Oh, I can't wait. Very excited. So Jughead's like, I'm going to choke your entire operation to death. She's like, it's on, which is kind of the same conversation they had earlier. So It's fine. Basically, they're not going to be going to any mother and son dances. Uh, Mad Dog visits Archie, and he's like, hey, have you seen Baby Teeth? And they're like, no, but that's probably not a big deal. (laughs) Right, no, it's fine. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. Hey, I got a house now. I'm boxing for Elio. And they're like, Elio? No. And it's like, nah, it's it's the best option I have. Which, okay, I have questions. Yeah. How much does Elio expect to make off of Mad Dog? Have you seen Mad Dog? I know, but like, how much could amateur boxing in Riverdale Buying Mad Dog a house... For the Riverdale fighting circuit is pretty nuts. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, if it's like, you gotta move to New York, totally different story. Yeah. He's like, no, you can live in this small town. There's a lot of fighting around this small town. Do people, like, come from all over to watch? Is it, like, gladiator style? I mean, the governor came over, so. The governor's a fucked up man. The governor's kind of lame. Well, the governor, I mean, like, if you're gonna watch children fight each other to the death, that's a fucked up situation. Why yeah. are you doing that? That's yeah. Weird. He shouldn't get reelected. No, I don't think so. I think I, I think FP should go for. You the know job. who should uh, go for the mayorship again? Attorney McCoy. Uh, uh, yeah, remember, yeah. she was a pretty good mayor. She was a pretty good mayor. Even that time that she was like bought out by the lodges. I don't like. <sighs> who knows? God. Who knows what that means? Anyway, um, he thanks Archie for everything he's done. And we'll forget him. So like. Cool, Mad Dog's going to be around. I, I like that. I like Mad Dog. Yeah. I like the actor. I hope, you know, he has time to be in the show between gym sessions. Right. How could I'm he? sure it's like a constant thing. You can't look that good and, and eat carbs. That's my thought. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he does, <laughs> but he doesn't. Then a kid's like, hey, Archie, we found this goblet. And Weird. Like, and a quest card. Uh, what's the quest? Defang a wolf cub, and then Jughead pulls teeth uh, out of it. It's like, who do we know with teeth? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. First person to go to. And uh, we cut to uh, FP finding an altar to the Gargoyle King in the woods, and Baby Teeth has been sacrificed before it. So, why is he a wolf cub? That's a great question. Yeah, it's sad. Now thinking of a little I think cub. the wolf cub thing is like, baby. And then oh. the tooth fang thing is teeth. You're right. That's smart. Yeah. That is what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Weird. Yeah, that's disturbing. The, did you see his teeth? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty his, gross. His like, mouth? That was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty that was. Up. Yeah, that happened pretty in the up. act. But I'm down for more of the scary gargoyle king stuff. And less of the drug Scary stuff. sacrificial, like, like, this game's evil stuff. That's cool. Less... Gargoyle gang, how do they take a concept as cool as followers of like a mythic gargoyle king and be like, and they're more gang members, <laughs> but they wear denim. Right. I, I don't get it. I, I don't I don't know if these things are connected because we're not sure. Mm-hmm. I truly believe they just were like, take everything we would have done with the ghoulies and just change the name on them for this season. Okay. Like I, I that's I honestly believe that's how we got to the gargoyle gang is like well, the ghoulies can't be a part of the Gargoyle King, so let's just rename them. So, okay, here's my thought. And I guess this could be rumor mill, but probably not actually. Okay, so maybe the Gargoyle Gang is hiding behind the Gargoyle King as a way to make themselves look more powerful. 
maybe they really don't have anything to do with these sacrifices at all. Kurt seems like a believer, though. That's true. Like, he truly believes there's a deeper level to this, which is why it's dumb that he's also cooking drugs. Right, I know. Like, I he should be doing stuff that's, like, weirder, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like they kind of dropped the ball on this GNG thing. That was my favorite, my mo- the thing I was most excited about this season. Well, let's And every see. time they kind of tease going back into that stuff, I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. I like the sacrifice at the altar kind of stuff. That is yeah. fun. Like, that's like, oh, man, that's nuts. Yeah, I got that. That being said, will we be able to explain it well? I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. But that's the end of the uh, Archie Jughead plot. Where would you like to go next? Let's do Veronica. I agree. I like the order that you have written them in. <clears throat> so, Veronica tells Betty how upset she is about her parents breaking up. She even says... I was raised to think family was the most important thing. I'm really confused. Can I just... Yeah. So, Veronica comes home to find Hermione raging on the phone about not being invited to the opening ceremony of Hiram Land. Right, which honestly, also, that's fucked up. happy opening day of Hiram Land, everybody. I know, guys. It's only been three seasons. It came true. It did come true. Three uh, seasons in the making. Finally, they opened the prison. Veronica does have the line of the night. It's like, well, you did try to kill him twice. Yeah, and but Veronica doesn't care about that at all. Veronica doesn't care that her parents are wildly dangerous together. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Hermione tells Veronica that because they're getting divorced, her Hiram's enemies will come for her. This makes sense to me, actually. Does it? Yeah, because I think that the idea is that Hermione fucked around and made some bad deals or whatever, but she was untouchable because she was Hiram's wife. I guess. But, like, there's another solution. Kill Hiram? I would say flip on Hiram and get into witness protection. Oh, I don't know. I just assume Hermione's plan is always kill Hiram when things get bad. It's, I, not, a, it's not a bad plan. I but actually like, think this would make things worse in this case, though. So. I just... Why is flipping on Hiram never an option? <laughs> well, I guess right now the thing she's most Veronica should have gone to the FBI seasons ago and been like, yes. hey. And then they could have even had like the reveal that like that one guy was like, I'm not really FBI. And that like, would have been very cool. But that's not where we are right now. That's not where we are right now. Veronica loves her family. Family's the most important thing. Oh end, of, end of list. So Veronica gets her parents together. Like marriage counselor. No, and they're like, fuck you, no. <laughs> like, that's the thing that makes no sense to me, that Veronica is trying to put these very traditional... I understand wanting her parents to be together if this was not the world she was in. Mm-hmm. If she was, like, a normal person... You know, if this was Archie when Mary and Fred got divorced, totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, they seem like sane human people. Yeah. They... The Lodges are not sane. They are barely humans. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Hiram out in the sunlight, really. Whoa. I know. Well, not since, like, his second episode. Today there was sun, actually, at the ribbon-cutting ceremony. But was it? It seemed cloudy out. It was a little cloudy, yeah. So, it's like a twilight uh, world. Have you ever seen him, like, lounging by a pool? No. No. And you know they have a pool, probably, at the Pembroke. I actually have no idea. I'm going to assume. I feel like they'd have a hot tub. Yeah. Wait, no. They went somewhere else for a hot tub. Do they not have a pool at the Pembroke? I don't know. I thought they were wealthy. So they were wealthy. Not as wealthy, wealthy as uh, Ethel Muggs' family. Yeah. They have an indoor pool. That's Cheryl insane. has an outdoor pool. I would rather have an indoor pool. I really? Think, yeah. 
I hate it. It always smells like uh, chlorine. I love it. I know that's weird. Well, here's the thing. I want an indoor pool that is actually a hot tub. I you, want an indoor you want hot a, tub. You want a hot tub the size of a pool. Yes, exactly. It would be very expensive. That sounds, yeah, that sounds kind of dangerous. Yeah, it's fun. It's fine. Um, With jets everywhere? I would love it. Honestly, it would be a cool experience. I know. Let's try to find like a place that has that. That'd be cool. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pembroke had like a steam room. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool. Well, it feels like a missed opportunity to have your sexy men be all shirtless and sweaty. I guess if you, I went to, like, if you go to a spa, they do have hot tubs that are, like, pool size there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. In the summer. I have done that. I've been to a Japanese bathhouse. Yeah. And that's, like, that's, like, the jam. Exactly. But in the summer, Glen Ivy, it's great. We gotta go. It's great. It's good. A whole bunch of people go to the spa. I'm down. It'll be awesome. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, okay. Yeah, so... At one point, Veronica says she blames choosing the family when Hiram was in the hospital for why uh, Archie broke up with her. No, Archie tried to kill your dad and that upset you. It doesn't upset you nearly as much when your mom tries to kill your dad twice. Well, she's family. Because she's family. But Archie was, she and Archie were Avengers Endgame. They were Avengers Endgame. But this is an Infinity War. Ah, because ah. I like Marvel now. Yes, I'm a fan now. Yeah, you're doing great. I know I am doing great. I will go see that movie. I asked you for the date it comes out because now I'm gonna go try to see it eventually. That's great. Yeah, maybe like May or June, but we'll see. Sure. Yeah. Hey, if you, I'll I'll probably go multiple times if you need. I know you will. Don't worry. Uh, uh, Hiram doubles down. The, that that ship has sailed. They're not getting back together. Hiram doesn't like to date people or be married to people who try to kill him. I'm telling you, it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. And honestly, I think it might be mine too. Yeah. You know. Probably. Audience, I suggest everyone live their life by that rule. Right. Right. I think that's mostly fair. Yeah. So, uh. (laughs) Sorry. Hermione just finds some wrapped fish on her desk in her office. I feel like this is the lamest um, of all of the mobster metaphors. It just feels like Veronica saw a mobster. He was like, yeah, fish. Like, if she watched The Godfather, it would have been a horse head. I know. I was like, but but she didn't want to do that. Right. Like, She's she like, where am I going to find and kill a horse? <laughs> I can right. buy dead fish. But, like, it also is, like, sleeping with the fishes. Shouldn't the fishes be in the bed and not on a desk? Yeah. Is she sleeping on a desk? Right. And it's like... What kind of fish are we talking? Can we still use that? Why are we... Right, I know. Imagine if it's like, no, mom, oh, that's a fish like, I got from the market for they're, dinner. They're not just mobsters. They're cartoon mobsters. Right, of course. They are it's like, two dead fish, that can only mean one thing. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> You're dead. Well, did you notice the Sopranos? They're going to take out the trash. Oh, God. The Sopranos reference earlier? No. When they were talking about the marriage counselor... She was like, "Oh, you wouldn't be the first ma- uh, mobster to go to oh, is that a, a Sopranos thing? Counselor or to go to a therapist?" And I was like, "So do we live in a world where Tony Soprano is like a real person?" Or definitely, still, yeah. No, actually, she thinks he's a real person. Right? She's very confused about how mafia right. works. She's seen move. She's seen movies, a lot of movies and TV shows. She's like, "That's what it's like." I remember my parents trying to explain to me like The Sopranos and being like, "Yeah, well, Tony Soprano is a bad guy, but like, he's not all a bad guy, <laughs> like." And I'm it, like, but I don't understand. The world's black and white. I'm a child. You don't let me watch it. You right, know? yeah. Sopranos was definitely like our parents' show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was not allowed to hang out in the living room. Actually, this is... Okay. So, invited to a Game of Thrones party. 
But, like, with the specific instructions that I'm not allowed to speak because I ruined Game of Thrones. Oh. Anyway. Wow. But I realized that my parents, when I was a kid, would watch The Sopranos, and they would always tell me that I had to leave because it was a grown-up show, but no, it's because I always talked. That's why. Huh. They let me watch a lot of messed up stuff. I haven't had any issues with watching stuff with you. Thank you. Although we talk through Riverdale every time we watch it. So. Yeah, I think that we may just be on the same If level. you would ever show up to Riverdale Wednesday. Okay, I'm if... sorry that I'm so popular. I'm kidding. I'm not so popular, but it is really hard for me to get... Like, every Wednesday, it's hard. It just ends up being hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. You always have stuff on Wednesdays. Wednesday, I have a pet cemetery screening. Just so you know. <sighs> I don't want to see that movie. Well, I'm seeing I don't, it, John. I want to see Us, but like Pet Cemetery looks like it's a lot of jump scares, which are like my least favorite. Well, I'm going to see it And a it lot alone. of body horror. So there. Okay. It's fine. It's not a choice to see it alone, so it's okay. Good luck. <laughs> okay, thanks. I mean, I'm not that worried. It'll be fine. So, Veronica goes to her dad and is like, did you send dead fish to mom? And he's like, no, but... Why yeah. would I do that? That's ridiculous. And then she says yes. And then she's like, well, it happened, and she's scared, and you have to make it seem like you're still married at the opening so that she doesn't get killed. Well, no, no, no. He only realizes that... Oh, did he... No, yeah, but he they, they have a scene where he doesn't. he's not immediately aware that she did it. Right, no. You said that he asked her if she said... Oh, I thought I said she asked him. Oh, sorry. No, that I was confused. You're right. If you did, then whatever. Anyway, they all attend the opening to Hiram Land together, and it's like, my beautiful wife. My lovely. And then like yeah. he gives her this look and be like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, and I get it, because she's a bad person. She might be worse than him. I think she's a little worse than him. What he did to Archie? That was really, that was truly fucked up. But yeah. also, I don't think she wouldn't have done it It's to not as so much that she's like worse, it's that she's worse at crime. <laughs> she's him. not as skilled. Every financial decision she's made has been like, huh, it seems like we're all in grave, da- grave danger now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, because right. you weren't really uh, smart with it. And like, it all goes back to like your desktop's a mess. Uh, right, exactly. You're like, you're like not good at crime, objectively. <laughs> organized crime, because you're not organized enough for it. Yeah, so... I get anyway, that. I believe that. Later, Veronica goes to visit him, and the Monsignor's like leaving the apartment. He's like, yeah, I had my marriage annulled. Bye. Which is crazy, because like annulment isn't well you, isn't easy, right? Um, I don't know if it's not easy, but I think it's like you have to have. Um, I believe what it is is you have to have a reason for your marriage should have not been valid in the first place. So, for example, like if you, I mean, there's many like you did not fulfill, or you like lied in order to kind of get into the marriage, or like you weren't the person that the person was. Yeah. Believe they were marrying. Right. Like a false identity kind of thing. Or sort I, of. I mean, like my always. only other culture custom is that I think it happened in Friends when Ross and Rachel got Vegas married. Yes. Well, that I think was the idea that you weren't in your right state of mind. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily like you've been faking your identity. But in this case, sir. it's definitely like a, he paid the church yes. to annul it because annulment looks better than divorce. Well, I think it's that. To the religious community. I actually, yes, but I also think it's like the idea that. A divorce is legal, and here he's like, I just don't want to be married to you in my head. I mean, why not just say that you're married and then not be dating? Because uh, he, be... he just doesn't want to see her anymore because right. she tries to murder him all the time. And I get that. I honestly think that's he's, really valid. You know, he's threatened her life, but he's never actually attempted to take it. 
he and he hasn't really threatened her life like I'm going to kill you. It's no, but it like, was like season one to Veronica be like, if you don't do this thing I want, your, uh, mom. your mom could be in danger. Right, that's true. He was scarier off screen in season one. He was. Uh, they he's, had to they had to backtrack so much, and they shouldn't have. But he's I'm sorry, so I can't keep complaining handsome. about season two. He's so pretty. I know. I think it's worth it. So. This way, Hermione's safe. They get to not be married. It's a win-win lose for Veronica. Right. Uh, I don't. And then he's like, "Hey, Veronica, you sent that fish. (laughs) Um, that was dumb. Bye." Right. That's the end of that's the end of that. Well, it's kind of like emotional because she's like, "I just wanted it to be better than it was, and I just wanted my parents to be married," which I would get in any other show. In any other show, this is a valid like subplot. Like, you want your parents to get back together or whatever. Yeah. That's perfectly normal, except this is the weirdest marriage ever. She was having an affair. Then she murdered the guy she was having an affair with. Right, right, right. Let right, Hermione right. just be fend her for, for herself. I hate her. <laughs> I really hate Hermione because she makes me mad because she's a hypocrite. And she was my favorite. She was yeah. my favorite mom. Yeah. <sighs> I miss, there was a moment in this episode where she's like drinking wine and sad. I'm like, that's the Hermione I like. Wine drunk. Wine mom. Yep. Okay. Wow. We've been slowly getting through this episode. All right. Betty and Cheryl. I love this plot. So Evelyn's in, Evelyn's in Pops. She's like, can I hang these flyers up for an open house at the farm? Veronica's like, sure. And then turns to Betty and she's like, of course I'll go with you. Which I loved. Right. Except Veronica's not really in this plot. Yeah, no, she's not, but that's fine. Uh, Kevin gives a tour of the farm. Looks uh, looks nicer than when the sisters ran it. Yeah, but still the same set. This is definitely Scientology. I do realize, like, now guess what we're doing there? It's like, sacrifices. Right, yeah, no. No. Uh, Benny asks about a door. Kevin's like, that's a broom closet. So that won't be important later. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then Alice appears and is like, you forsook me, Betty. Is that a word? Forsook? forsook? Yeah, but it's like a Shakespeare word. Right, yeah. Like forsaken me kind of thing. Right. But yeah. I didn't think, I didn't know if forsook was a true, a real thing. Yeah. Said. What's crazy about the scene is that it's just Betty in one hallway and people keep coming to her and be like, yeah. here's another plot point. Come this way. Because <laughs> a farmer comes in and he's like, well, do you want to interview to join the farm? And leads her in and then she's talking to Evelyn and just like name, occupation, do you bite your nails? All right, get out of here. <laughs> I actually really liked Evelyn in the scene. I think she's a great actress. I agree. I think she's doing good work. Yeah. Yeah. I want her around. Evelyn, because she doesn't get a lot of screen time, is pretty consistent. Yeah, she is consistent. Yeah. Because she, I feel like her motivation is she really thinks she's doing the right thing. And I think that's very different from a lot of the villains on the show, even Edgar Evernever. Like, I don't believe that Edgar, who is so, so attractive. So, like, so oh pretty. my God. Good Lord. Like... Oh, like, has not aged a day. But I... He looks so much better now than he did the last time he was on One Tree Hill. Yeah? It's insane. <laughs> they also gave his, him... His hair is better than, like, that, that spiky yeah. kind of hair he had at that time. Well, like, he was on... Because he was on One Tree Hill for, like, six seasons. Then he, like, left for the last two or three seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, so he wasn't, um, like, the lead on the last three seasons. But he, like, appeared in, like, one scene. And, um... They gave him a very strange look. And I was like, oh, man, what is Lucas up to getting a bad haircut? But now I'm like, Lucas is, oh, my God. I love the farm stuff, and I want more farm stuff. Yeah, so Betty uh, goes to Cheryl because clearly Betty's not going to get anywhere with trying to get into the farm. Right. And Cheryl's like, do you want to help with the farm? They're bad. They're bad. Uh, they did 
I don't know, the babies. And Cheryl's like, last time I saw the babies, they were fine. And I'm like, was that in the season premiere? Because right. we haven't seen them since because they're dead. <laughs> the babies fell in the fire. <laughs> those, those children are dead. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, cut to Evelyn here and crying in the bathroom. And Cheryl's like, me and Tony broke up again. Tony's, Tony's not like, in this episode. Tony's in the other stall. Excuse me? <laughs> it's like, hold on, what? <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> Evelyn's like, that makes sense. That's how fast relationships move here. Come with me. Right, exactly. Well, it was yesterday, but that's okay. She's in. Betty puts a wire on Cheryl and sends her in to do an interview. But Evelyn uh, basically goes, ah, dad's going to handle this one. So smart. When Chad Michael Murray walks in. So attractive. Uh, and his questions are pretty deep. He asks Cheryl to basically confront her uh, darkest moments from the end of season one, the time she tried to kill herself. Remember how we forgot saw about that? Jason's dead body, came out and then burned her house down. <clears throat> um, she was baptized... In Holy water, crap. no, baptized in water and reborn in fire. I'm so impressed that the show used a plot point from years ago. I know. It's and crazy. like remembered something. <laughs> it's a low bar, but yeah. Also, I'm so convinced that uh, Elio is just Jason Blossom. Are we sure he's not? He doesn't look like Jason Blossom. You're friggin' wrong. <laughs> someone tell me, someone tell me that I'm right. This guy doesn't look like Jason Blossom. And for all we know, doesn't sound like Jason Blossom. We don't know what Jason Listen, Blossom sounds until, like. What if he's like German or like something? Like, do you watch Last Week Tonight? Not really, but I'll watch clips. Uh, they do this joke where every time Jared Kushner talks, yeah. their places work with words with Gilbert Gottfried. It's so weird, but I love that. And that's how I imagine Jason talks. Oh my god, I would be so disappointed. Hi, Cheryl! Oh god, I hate that. Don't ever <laughs> you know, in the pilot script, the original one that we read... Jason does utter words. Does he? He says... Is he like ready, Cheryl? Before yeah, they go exactly. Down? Yeah. And I'm happy that they got rid of that. It, it makes it more mysterious. Yeah. But it was weird when they're like doing the the flat the Midnight Club episode and like not the guy head. playing uh, playing her dad. Yeah. Also, same guy, doesn't speak. Of course not. So Cheryl tells Betty the next day, he's like, hey, just so you know, Edgar's super hot. Yeah. That's all that she gets, tells her. Uh, she mentions hot dads of Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Betty gives her questions to ask. Uh, and then, like, a girl walks in the bathroom and Cheryl, like, yells at her, which yeah. is just kind of funny. Perfect show. Uh, so Cheryl asks Betty's questions to Edgar, and he basically deflects them all. Because he's so cute. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's his personality trait. He's like, can I show you something illuminating? And Betty uh, hears. We, we just hear from Betty's side now. Uh, learns that that door she was pointing to is where all the records are kept. And then uh, Cheryl goes into a room and all the, 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 the electronics cut out. Uh, at school the next day, Cheryl won't tell her what she saw in that room. And is like, I'm not helping you anymore. But he's like, good, you shouldn't. We should stop doing it. And she's like, oh, no, I'm still going to go. That place is great. <laughs> right, no, fuck you, yeah. I have to say, though, that the just speaking of Riverdale remembering plot lines from forever ago, I do have to say that I am happy that they set up that murder that Alice committed and like when they buried the body and everything. Yeah. Because that's a. That everything is about stakes. the farm plot is like it's using the history of the show, yeah, it's which legit. is clever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Betty like sneaks in the farm and steals uh, Polly's, Alice's, and Cheryl's tapes. So to hopefully there won't be any leverage over her and her family and friends anymore. Actually, I guess all family because. Yeah. Uh, she shells her cousin. I can't believe that people aren't digitizing this shit, but that's fine. Uh, the, the the internet only kind of exists in Riverdale. Right, exactly. It's spotty at best. They don't have social media. 
Except for when they do have Instagram. Right, which is... Follow the Kevin Wonder, I guess. I still. love it. Anyway, uh, Edgar eulogizes, confirms that Cheryl's joined, blah, blah, blah. So Betty gives Cheryl her tapes back. But Cheryl is still going to keep going. And she tells Betty that Edgar showed her Jason. I love this so much. <laughs> it's so cool. It is so cool. Like, there was a room, and he was there. And she talked to him, and he was like, Hi, sister! Oh, my God, that was very scary. Never do that again. Thank you. Uh, and so Betty meets with Alice. She's like, Mom, are you into the farm because they let you talk to Charles? Who we've never actually met, except for that one time when you turned him away at the door of your house, and it was actually a very moving and sad moment. That's right. Turns out, yes. Yes. We don't know how this is possible or what's going on. I mean... Fizzle Rock? Is this supposed to, this is like adult Charles? That could just be any actor talking to Alice. Right, I'm Charles! I'm Charles, I'm your son. But the Jason stuff is not easily replicated. Right. Uh, Edgar brought her Charles, and she's like, she's, he's so great. Betty, you should meet him. Betty's like, I don't want to meet him, I want to meet Edgar. Yeah, I actually kind of want to meet the dead brother, but that's fine, okay. So she gets her sit down with Edgar, and he's like, you know, I can like, get your mom's sister's testimonies again and i have backups yeah obviously because like what am i an idiot no i'm chad michael murray right i'm very attractive you have to be smart to look this good yeah of course uh and he asked her what she wants to know and she's like everything start from the beginning so i'm pretty stoked for next week if it actually gets into like the 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 um the farm and how and what this is such an awesome twist on the farm this like Actually makes everything make sense. Yes, except for how is this happening? <laughs> and what if it's Fizzle Rocks? What if it's Magic from Greendale? That would be awesome. I don't think they're going to do that. But I don't think it's going to happen. No. Yeah, they're... Yet again, they've probably thrown out a concept that's so good that they'll never be able to, like, pay it off with without going supernatural. So... The fact that he's dude, flesh... They keep saying flesh and blood... Is a little strange, like as though it's a real person. Like Charles is like in the flesh, like yeah. whatever. So it's like, uh, is someone really there? I mean, my thing is, what's probably going to happen is it's going to be like a gargoyle statue situation, where you put somebody in a room and you suggest. What if it's the same statue? They're like <laughs> it's Charles, like, Mom. That's clearly a stone gargoyle it's statue. Charles, <laughs> you don't look how pretty he is. It's the most beautiful God damn boy. It, Mom. It's the most beautiful boy I've ever seen. Yeah, so... I think it... Hmm, my brain is like, is it an electromagnetic thing? Whatever it is. Um, if it if it is cutting out radio signals okay. when people go inside. Or like there's something about the room. Yeah. It's a specific room. I think it's going to be a Fizzle Rock statue situation, <sighs> personally. And that's a little upsetting. I don't think anyone I... in the farm takes drugs. No, don't they all take drugs? Or No. They don't. Mm, they don't. No, okay. they wear white. They wear white. I'm just waiting for these plots to converge, but maybe they won't. Right. Well, the Ascension thing makes me think it has something to do with Yes, G&G. exactly. They keep mentioning that. I'm betting we'll find out that, I guess we're in rumor mill now, I'm betting we'll find out that um, Edgar went to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy as a kid. And I bet that we're, yes, because that would make sense, because why would he want to buy the place, Right. right? And he probably is the one who's created. He's probably he probably created. He probably created Griffin Gargoyles the first time around, assuming he's like the same age as the parents. I think he is supposed yeah. to be. Yes. Yeah. So that could have been his book they found in the Lost and Found. Yes. That would. 
answer a lot of the questions. It's also the obvious answer. It is. Which isn't bad, because last season it was how the obvious answer, which I called from the beginning. Right, and you enjoyed it. We get it. Yeah, it was yeah. great. So, like, yeah, I'm going to put my foot down and be like, Edgar's the guy. I think, yes, and I think that he's the Gargoyle King, or somebody he's intimately involved with is the Gargoyle King, but... That's the thing I can't really figure out, because, like, if he has the farm, why would he need to amass more power with the gargoyles? Like, they're not joining the farm. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's the gargoyle king now. Right. I think that maybe the gargoyle king now is someone who's just a drug dealer, uh, preying on... Well, that's so not interesting. I know. I, I know. don't know. I don't... Honestly, right now, I don't care who the real gargoyle king is. I hate... I hate... The drug They king? did the same move twice. That last season, they did the Black Hood and be like, oh, we got him. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, and then they're doing the same thing with the Gargoyle King multiple times. Just great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. But, you know, that's just me. Um, shoot, I don't. I think I forgot to do any real pop culture connections this time. That's yeah, okay. You did the rave, and that was interesting. Yeah. But let's talk about Thanks. Prom Queen, Prom King. Yeah. Um, prom Queen, Betty. Totally. Prom King Mad Dog. Sure. <laughs> Prom. Thorn and Bus. Gladys sucks. The entire Jones, or the entire Lodge family. Well, yes, but always. Eh, but, but I think Gladys sucks uh, the most. Yeah. She's just, she's trying to kill her kid, basically. It's not fun. It's not, it's not ideal. No. Uh, it's not chill. But like, she's just hanging out at home threatening her son, and like, that's her whole day. Yeah, that's her whole day. She outsources <laughs> her her job. Right, right. Like Kurtz, you can you can hurt him, throw him out a window or something. He's yeah. only my son. He's only my firstborn child. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll ascend. I'll see him. It'll be a whole thing. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, but I find this whole farm thing very interesting. I'm really down for it. I agree. I'm really hoping it's not a statue situation. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. I don't want another gargoyle statue cop out. Exactly. Because it's like, then we've already seen that. But if they could do anything like more interesting, I mean, do you want to know what my like outlandish fan theory is? I love outlandish fan theory. <laughs> my outlandish fan theory is that Jason is still alive. Yeah, you're wrong about that I one. know. That there's no setup for anything involved in that. And that char- Well, th- okay, here's, then here's my more realistic one. What if Jason's not really alive, but what if Charles is really alive? Why? Because that would maybe, maybe Charles joined the farm after he OD'd. Listen, hear this one out. Charles, after his mom rejected him, after he OD'd and left Chick, who was his boyfriend? We didn't really make that clear. Honestly, fuck that guy. (laughs) Right. Um... He left, he left and he joined the farm. And now he's pretending that Alice is speaking to him from beyond the grave as a way to trap her in the farm. Yes. And Jason isn't really Jason. It's Elio in disguise. Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> they're the same. Well, I could see Cheryl maybe being susceptible because she already saw Jason. Yeah. So that's going to be my twist. I think I'm right. I think you're dead wrong. Okay. I'm right though. I, I Jason's not alive. That I wouldn't that. put a pass on to be like chicks live. Right. I think but that's. I think that's why they left the door open on that. That would really or not chicks. Sorry, Charles is alive. Yeah. But like, God, that's gonna undo a lot. Well, not really, because everything could have been true. Mm-hmm. 
Like, what could be true is Chick did beat him to a pulp or whatever, right? Yes, but, like, why would this kid be like, yes, let's trick my mom into thinking I'm a ghost? I don't know. But it's a good plot point, and I would write it if I was a writer. I think it's good. So, Kel, what are you looking forward to right now? So there's a new show coming out on Netflix. It's called Chambers, and I think that people who are fans of Riverdale are actually going to be really into it. It's about um, a teenage heart attack survivor who gets a transplant, but then she starts exhibiting um, like traits of the person who gave her the heart, and <laughs> the traits are kind of dark and sinister and uh, creepy. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's kind of dark, yeah. Yeah. It gets really weird, so I think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah. When does it come out? April 26th, I believe. Okay, at the end. All right, great. Yeah. At the end of it all. Yeah, the yes. end of April. Yeah. Because April's huge. April is huge. You want to know what I'm looking forward to? Everything comes out in April. Yeah. April 1st is when Legends of Tomorrow comes back, the best show on the CW. Cool. Uh, April 1st is when The Twilight Zone hits. Excited on, about that. On CBS All Accent. Very, All Accent, All yeah. Access. All Very access. excited about that. Cloak and Dagger comes back yeah. on, like, the 4th. Uh, oh, there's a show called Game of Thrones that comes back. Oh, I don't watch it. Right. There's yeah. Avengers. Uh, yes. There's, oh, God, there was more. Killing Eve. Killing yeah. Eve comes back in April. That's a thing as well. It's it's huge. That whole month is, like, so great. Hashtag uh, Killing It. April. And like, so you're looking forward to April. Yeah. Well, yeah, my birthday's in there, too. Happy it's gonna birthday, be, uh, John. It's going to be a solid month. I'm not going to be in town for your birthday. I know. Only my friends will be in town for my birthday. That's really fucked up. That was really fucked up the way you said that, John. <laughs> you know I don't mean it. I know, but it was really mean. Well, we can celebrate when you get back. I know. We have our fancy dinner. Yes. We have a fancy yes, dinner. Yes, if that ever actually happens. I know. It'll only be a couple of six In months. three years, when we finally have that fancy dinner It'll be your with next Jess, birthday. It'll be great. 31... Um, 31? Man. How old will you be? It'll, I'll be 31 in six yeah, years, yes. cool. Okay. Very exciting. So exciting. Anyway... What are you looking forward to, John? It just... Oh, you just did it. That was the whole... Whole thing. We went through it. Happy birthday, John. Oh, my gosh. Kaylin, um, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at RileyTweets. That's R-E-I-L-O-Y tweets. And you can find Stella at SolarMysteryPup on Instagram. What about you, John? Find me on Twitter at John Patton. You can find me on my blog, Catcher in the Rye, where Rye is spelled W-R-Y. I have nothing to say about it. Wow. Not this time. I don't, I don't. Good you've broken me. I don't. Oh, good, thank God. Good pun, oh, Thank God. Okay. Cool. Jesus. Um, yeah. I guess uh, you say that thing that we always end an episode with? Over and out, River Vixens. That's, that's the one. Yeah, you should say that. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>